Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are now listening to Got em, Coach! Hoops, style, sounds, and total randomness. Lace up your kicks, turn your volume up, and find your favorite chill spot, because it's about to get serious. Now, here's your host, the man whose hair is spinning around the world, Tyrone Smith. Yo, shit. You already know how I go. Episode number 18 in the building. Time to give y'all that dopeness of dopeticities, of dopeticities, of dope philosophies. Don't don't mind me. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just excited to get ready to give y'all another episode of what I love to do best, and that's talk my stuff, spit them facts for you, and have you wondering why doesn't that man work with ESPN? <laughs> nah, but man, seriously, man. Episode number eighteen of the show, where just like Jay Z, I also like to wear chancletas with my jeans. Got 'em, coach. Yes, and I am your host, Tyrone Smith, aka Wrong Two Exclusive, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit. Daytona three sixty, alive and in the flesh. Y'all already know. I come to do, man. I come to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire, that H E A T heat. Y'all already know how it go. So check it out, man. We slowly getting up there, man. Slowly getting up there to episode number twenty, which is another milestone of itself. Motivation to get it cracking, part two. Um. The episode where I don't really, I don't really got to talk about nothing basketball, nothing related. I just give y'all life lessons, man, and just kind of keep y'all on the straight and strap and the up and narrow, man. One more episode before we get into that episode. These, these are probably going to probably be my favorite episodes. There ain't really a lot of, lot of stuff that I really got to put into it. It's just me speaking from the heart, giving y'all true facts, man. So y'all already know how that go, man. So, um, episode number twenty, be on the lookout, man. Motivation to get it cracking, part two. Now, overall, my week, man, my week has been a very intriguing week. I can't even front. It's been a week of uh, a lot of different questions and a lot of different whys or is this really happening or, you know, just 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 out the random out the random normal stuff that, you know, just kind of goes through the daily, you know, just kind of the daily process of, of, of things that goes on. Um, really don't want to get too much into into what's going on until I really can confirm or deny what's going on. But until then, you know, just know that uh, it's all a part of the process, man. It's all a part of the process. Um, at the end of the day, I'm with anybody trying to motivate themselves to you know try to find better things and better situations for themselves, even if it may make others feel as if they're not good enough or you know they're not worthy enough of. You know, being a part of the uh, uh, the equation. At the end of the day, man, it's all about life. Is all about going out and, and, and finding your own path, and just kind of being your own man or woman or whatever. You know, not really having to depend on somebody or not really having to 
you know, raise uh, another grown person. Um, sometimes you just got to go out and you got to do what you feel is absolutely best for you at this stage in your life. And some may not agree with it. Some may have might have certain ways that they feel about it. But at the end of the day, we all live for one. We all live for ourselves. And that's just the reality of what life is about. You you live for yourself. You live if you have kids, you live for your kids. Um, you know, if you if you're taking care of somebody um elderly or whatever the case may be, you 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 live for that. You you live for what's going on in your life right now. And for some, it's a, it's some it's a situation of just being in a situation being in a predicament where um, you fulfilled every obligation that you need to fulfill. You've been in a certain place for a long period of time, and it's just time for you to go and 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 find new horizons and and, and just be free and just 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 live and and not have to worry about things because you you've done everything that you could. You've done everything that you needed to do. For some. Um, finding oneself is to get out of situations that may bring them down into the bottom, may bring them down to the bottom, um, situations that you feel, uh, you can, you, you, you gotten yourself out of, but they always find their way back into your life to bring you back down to square one situations that get you in trouble. It may make leaving or, or, or starting a new life a little more difficult than what it may have been at first. So, with that being said, I can't really get into what's going on. Um, I have to really confirm or deny it. And then once that once that's confirmed or denied, you know, I'll be able to let y'all know what's really going on, man. Um, otherwise, man, it ain't been really been nothing um, going on too much. I ain't really been doing too much of, of, of nothing, to be honest with you. I've just been really just been trying to chilling and, you know, just laying back and, you know, enjoying the fruits of my labor. <laughs> but now we back into this grind, man. Cause we back into the show, episode number eighteen, man. You already know how it go, man. Got him, coach. Episode number nine times two, or eighteen divided by one, or nine plus nine, or eighteen plus zero. Y'all get what I'm trying to say, man. Episode number eighteen, got him, coach. Let's get into it. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Don't hold nothing back in this week's That's How You Feel. So look. Um Let's talk about First of all, let's let me talk about this cuz I just talked about um leaving the nest or sometimes you got to you got to do something that you feel is absolutely necessary for you to to continue in your development of life. It applies to all avenues or all assets of life, whether it's regular people, whether it's um, people on the streets, whether it's professional athletes. It's, it, it applies to everybody. You're gonna come to a point, one a point in time in your life where you feel like you know what, this isn't what it is anymore. I want to go out and I want to adventure and I want to be able to do something different and, and not have regret regrets of doing something different now this brings me to the homie Kyrie 
<laughs> once again i didn't really touch into it last week but um i'm touching it more into it this week and a lot of people feel as if he is he's bugging for uh wanting to trade out of cleveland playing with the best player on the planet right now um is he really bugging though i don't think he's bugging and this is why i don't i don't think he bug i mean part of it yeah a part of it sounds bad you want to leave a three-time a three-time eastern conference champion one-time nba champion two-time final up uh finals runner-up uh team to go and be the man for your team um sounds a little selfish to me sounds a little you know sounds a little uh yeah, it sounds a little selfish. I mean, matter of fact, it doesn't sound a little selfish. It is kind of selfish, you know, um, just just to break up team chemistry because you want to put up five extra shots and average maybe four or five extra points per game. Seems a little selfish to me. But in hindsight, I kind of see where he's. I can kind of see where maybe a trade will 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 do just just what he needs. Now, personally, I don't think LeBron is gonna be there. I don't think he's gonna be there. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna test free agent. I think he's gonna leave in free agency because the team is just way too old. They don't have a lot of a, a lot of pieces to move to get younger and get better. Um, they signed Derrick Rose, but you really don't know what you're gonna get with D Rose at this point in his career. He's stays injured too much. Yeah, granted, he averaged about 18 points uh, for the Knicks last year, but he got hurt. So you really don't know what you're going to get with D-Rose. So I think that's going to be kind of intriguing. And then, like I said, the, the talent overall is just not its just not that good. You're depending on, you're depending on Richard Jefferson, who is about, about close to the wheelchair. You got Channing Fry, who's about close to the wheelchair. Um, you got Shumpert. Need I say more? Uh, JR. Um, you know, so the team is just, it's not really... It's not, it's not, it's not contender heavy. Like it's contender heavy for this year, but you got to think Boston has all these assets and all these, all these different young, all this young talent that I'm gonna touch on a little later. That I think they're gonna potentially be throwing the Cavaliers, but that's 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 going down. That's going a little further down in the show. But um, if I'm Kyrie, I want out. <laughs> I want out because. I don't want to be in a. I don't want to be in a situation where I was my first three, four years in the league, where I'm playing with a bunch of nobody, sorry, pieces of blank, blank, and I'm probably going to be looking at winning about 25 to 30 games. If I'm out, if I, and I want out now. Now the teams that were initially brought up: New York, uh, Miami, San Antonio, Minnesota. I don't think they have the pieces. They don't have the pieces to trade right now. More so Minnesota than anybody else. Because they could put like a Jeff T, maybe Andrew Wiggins. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, can, they have pieces to trade. But you can't trade Jeff T until December because he just signed a free agent contract. And, you know, you have to wait a couple months before you actually are able to uh, trade um, free agents that you just signed to your team. So Minnesota, and I'm pretty sure Kyrie wants to be out of there ASAP. So that's not going to happen. New York is not going to happen. Even though he wants to go to New York very, very badly, I don't see it happening because New York has nowhere near the talent that Cleveland will want to acquire for Kyrie. They're not getting Kristaps. I would that would be that would be crazy. Even though I kind of compare him to Andrea Bargnani at this point, 
which is not really a good comparison. I think he needs to get about a couple more rebounds, be a little, need to be more of a presence in the paint, being more of a um, rim protector for, for me to get off of that comparison. But that comparison is it, it's, it's kind of stacking up right now. Um, but they're not giving him away because there's, it, it's, 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 it's potential there. It's potential for him to be good. It's potential for him to be um, the cornerstone, the cornerstone of the Knicks. So I don't see them getting rid of him. Um, you have Melo. You could do a Melo for a Kyrie, but Melo only wants to play for Houston. So I don't see how that's gonna work. He's not gonna accept the trade to Cleveland. So I don't see how that's gonna work. San Antonio, same same thing. You could trade a Lamarcus Aldridge, but a Lamarcus Aldridge to Kevin Love front court with LeBron looks good on paper. But theoretically, it could be like a Josh Smith. Andre Drummond and Greg Monroe front court like it was with the, with the Pistons, which was just a total chaos. So don't see that happening. Um, Miami, I guess. I mean, you got Goran Dragic. You can trade. You 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 have him. He's a tradable asset. Josh Richardson is a tradable asset. Maybe a Tyler Johnson, um, a Justice Winslow, maybe. But they don't have first round picks, and I'm pretty sure they want. Young players, players that can help them win now, and probably compensation in, in terms of draft picks. And Miami doesn't have that because they traded their draft picks to a team that I feel that will fit Kyrie. Well, I don't think fit them much more or less so, but I think they have enough to give Cleveland to where it could be, a, I think it would be an even trade, and that's Phoenix. Phoenix you can give them. Now, last week I said you can give them. Eric Bledsoe, maybe a TJ Warren, maybe, you know, a draft, Miami's draft pick, maybe two draft picks. I think two would be a little bit too much. Maybe a couple second rounders in a, in a first or something like that. Now I'm hearing that maybe it can be a Eric Bledsoe and a Josh Jackson, which you could. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, if, if you anticipate LeBron leaving in the summer, you'll have that small forward. I think either way, with a TJ, either with a TJ or a, uh, or a Josh Jackson, I feel that you'll have that small forward uh, um, position set because T.J. Warren is dope. Josh Jackson has proved that he's going to be a nice player in this league. So either way, it's, it, I think it's good. Um, Eric Bledsoe, I feel he can be a, he's a little more well-rounded than Kyrie in the terms that he plays defense and he can get down there and he can pull down, he can get boards. And you know he's LeBron James' homie, so <laughs> so I, I think he's a little more real around. And he's only a couple years older than Kyrie, so I think you know Eric Bledsoe could be an interesting piece when healthy. Now that's the question with Eric Bledsoe because he does get injured a little too much for him to be a cornerstone of your team. But I think if he if he stays healthy, especially this year where a lot of the pressure in terms of him handling the ball is not really on him, he could it kind of could defer to LeBron. Um, I can see, I can see a Eric Bledsoe and a, and a Josh Jackson going to Cleveland, man. I can see it. I also said Denver because they have nice young assets too, um, that they can also trade for Kyrie, um, to make their team better. Now they got Nikola Jokic and they got Paul Millsap, but they got, they got a, a, a plethora. I don't, I don't even think that's a word, but we're going to make it a word, a plethora. Of, of guards that they could trade and and, 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 and and make this happen. So, I mean, those are teams that I think can, can really make it happen. And then on top of that, Kyrie can be the man. He can be the man in Denver. Yeah, I think he can be the man in Denver because I think the offense can run through Nikola because he, he, he's a dope passer to be a big man. 
So I think that I think that could definitely happen. Um, Phoenix, you get a Kyrie and a Devin Booker that I think they're easily probably the the, the second best backcourt in 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 the game because they both can score. Nothing. Neither one of them can play defense, a lick of defense. Kyrie shows potential of it, but Devin Booker shows no type of potential of it. But I think their their scoring prowess can 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 overcome the fact that they don't play defense. Now, he's not going to be the man. That the only thing about it is he's not going to be the man in Phoenix. Devin, that's Devin Booker's team, and I think he wants to go to a situation where he can be the man. Now, when you look at those teams, where can he be the man at? It's obviously New York. It's obvi- It's either New York or it's actually Cleveland because. Even with Cleveland, he's not the, he's not theoretically the second guy on the team. I mean, LeBron, yes, everything goes through LeBron, but at the end of the game, who more often than not, Kyrie's getting the ball at the end of the game. He's the he's the closer. LeBron has dubbed him the closer of the team. So he he you know, he gets it. He's the he's the he's the number one option at in crunch time. More often than not, he's the number one option. Um and with all these other teams, he's not going to be the guy. Well, except for New York. But like I said, New York don't have the pieces for him. So now we get to the point. Is Kyrie being selfish? Yes. Can you can you understand why he's being selfish? Yes. Um Is a trade imminent? Is is he is he is he gonna be in a cavalier uniform by training camp? He's going to be in the Cavalier uniform by training camp. He's, he's going to be on the team. Because if, 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 if teams aren't offering what the Cavaliers want from him, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? This ain't like the NFL where you can just sit out of training camp. You can hold out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not going to happen without you missing big time money. And I'm pretty sure he don't want to miss out on no money. So he going to be there. Can the LeBron Kyrie, can it be, can it be situated? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it could be situated for the good of playing on the court together. But other than that, I don't think it's situated. But I don't see him being on the team. I don't. I don't see him making him. I don't see him making him probably past the preseason. I. I, he, I think he'll be in training camp. I don't think he does much in training camp because he doesn't want to be there. But I don't see him. I don't see him on the regular season first game roster. I don't see that. I see him being potentially traded way before that. Um, but I, I, I understand you want to be the man, you want to have all the responsibilities, you want to take all the shots, you want all the accolades and the glory for when your team wins, you probably don't want it when you lose because they're going to say, well, Kyrie was the guy, he's the guy in crunch time, he's the number one option on the team, or maybe you want that, maybe you want that added pressure of being that guy to will your team to the to the to the to the pinnacle of victory and the in the in the, the crushing agony of defeat. Maybe you want that. Um maybe he yeah maybe he wants that and, and maybe it's maybe it's just a matter of putting more pressure on itself. Or maybe it's a, I've graduated from the 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 the, the, the Robin stage. Now I want to be Batman. Can Kyrie lead a team to the championship? By himself? No. He can't lead a team by himself to the championship. This isn't the 80s. This isn't the early 2000s where Iverson was leading the team, was leading the uh, Philadelphia 76ers to the finals, when Isaiah Thomas was leading the Pistons to the championship back to back. 
This this, this ain't that NBA no more. You need a, two. You need two, at least three, high quality players to be a championship contender. Not one player is not going to be able to do it no more. Is which is why you saw Boston probably go after Gordon Hayward because they realize Isaiah Thomas is not going to be able to do it by himself. We'll get into Boston a little later. But um, shout out to Kyrie. Shout out to Kyrie for wanting to make his own way. Um, wanting to be his own guy, lead his own team to the to the promised land. I think a lot of people criticize his first three years. You really can't criticize his first three years because he was hurt a lot. And I mean he gets hurt often from time to time now. But I think veteran in his prime Kyrie, I think he can lead a team to at least a playoff berth. Uh, compared to the rookie figuring out the NBA Kyrie. But in hindsight of him wanting to step out and be his own man, it, it, it just it, it, it's sad. It's sad what Golden State is doing to these superstars and, just, and making them realize that if they don't join forces or if they don't lead the team, lead the teams that they're on to, to, to go to other teams to be great, then they're not going to win a championship. Then that's, that's more credit to Golden State, which I'll touch on a little later. That's more credit to Golden State and, and the power and, 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 the, and the moves that they made this offseason. Not only keeping their core, but adding two additional uh, players who's going to help out with that rotation on top of trading for a, a steal in the NBA draft who they feel can, can come and contribute to the team right away. So, Kyrie, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, man. If you go to Phoenix, I'm with you even harder, man. You and Devin Booker, y'all gonna do some 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 incredible things down there at Phoenix. Y'all y'all might not make the playoffs this year, but like I said, Phoenix is Phoenix is on the rise, and people been wondering why I've been so heavy on Phoenix, talking about their rise because I I see the potential with Phoenix. Like they have everything. They have the young assets to trade. Um, Brandon Knight, he just got hurt. That's 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 huge. He won't play this year. Torn ACL. That's huge. Um, I feel like he could have been a, a, a very good uh, a trade a trade asset for Phoenix to go out and, and get somebody. But he got hurt of playing in some uh, summer league games, um, not NBA related. You know, you know how that go. But um, that that hurts. But I think they have the the young talent overall, and then they have the assets and draft picks to make something happen to where they can get a big-name superstar on their team. Remember, Blake Griffin flirted with meaning, was flirting with meaning with the Phoenix Suns when free agency opened before he actually decided to sign back with the um, with the Clippers. So that should tell you something. That should tell you something. Phoenix, I think, is one superstar away from being a competitor in the West. Maybe maybe fighting for one of them uh one of them two spots maybe that seven eight spot because I think Clipper the Clippers the Jazz and um who's the AFC the Grizzlies they're probably gonna struggle and and Portland I think those are four teams I think that they can they can battle a lot with with those four teams for one of those one of those spots man if they acquire Kyrie that's how I feel man if you don't like how I feel well. Oh well. Let's get into the show. Episode number 18. Got him, coach. Well, well, well. There is something worth talking about today. 
Here's the top five stories of the week. All right, so look, it's been it was a lot going on um, last week that I didn't really get to touch on. And I'm gonna touch on this week. Um, first of all, let's give a round of applause to the Golden State Warriors, man. They are doing the damn thing. They are really, really doing the thing, man. I can't even be mad at what they're doing. They just went out. They they signed Nick Young to a contract. They signed Omri Caspi to a contract. And they re- just re-signed the homie JaVale McGee. They just re-signed him to a one-year veterans minimum contract, about two mil. Um, Golden State, Golden State is going to be the team to beat <laughs> again this year. I mean, and I, I don't think I don't even think that's a a question of um, who who's going to dethrone them. I don't think no team can dethrone them. I think even with a a catastrophic injury to like maybe like a Steph or or KD or something like that or a Clay or a Draymond. I still think they're they're going to be the team to beat because they just have that much more talent than everybody else, and that's crazy. That's crazy when you think about the fact that they were on they were potentially about to lose Iggy, they was potentially about to lose Livingston, they was potentially about to lose McGee, Curry and Durant was a uh, free agents, and they lost not one player. From that roster, David West was a free agent. Zaza Pachulia was a free agent. And they lost nobody. And on top of that, they added Nick Young and they, uh, and they added Omri Caspi. Come on, man. Come on. Are you serious? Are you serious? Now, they tax, they tax hit is about to be crazy dumb. Shout out to Kevin Durant for taking the pay cut so they can get back at Iggy um, and, and all these additional players. Uh, but man, this this team is just stacked, man. I don't see no other team that can rock with this with this Warrior squad. Even if the Rockets get Melo, which Melo has already said he wants to go to Houston, he doesn't want to play for no other team. He wants to go to Houston. That's what that's the team he wants to that's the team he wants to play for. With the CP3, a James Harden, and a Melo team, that's still not enough. To contend with the 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 Warriors, and I don't even I don't even know if it works because Melo's a ball stopper, and you don't know how uh, cohesive CP3 and James Harden is gonna be um, on the court this year. Now I know they had a game in the Drew League, and a lot of people said that their chemistry was kind of it was kind of cool, but that's Drew League. You know what I'm saying? When the Houston Rockets are going on a four game losing streak. And Chris Paul is not is complaining about the fact that he's not able to initiate the offense, or he's initiating the offense more. And James Harden is complaining about not getting enough touches, or Melo's complaining about not getting enough touches. You know what I'm saying? See where see where I'm going? I think Houston, if they require a Melo, because with Chris Paul, I feel like they're one five game losing streak away from 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 all hell breaking loose. If they acquire Melo, they won three game losing streak away from all hell breaking loose. You know what I'm saying? Because every I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this about the NBA. Everything is kumbaya in the beginning of the year. Oh, we can make this work. I think he's an exceptional talent. I'm gonna play off of him. You know, this gives me a chance to do something that I've never done before. But I'm you. I, I could kind of do it. 
But the minute a team start losing, and the minute a team, a minute, and the minute, just the minute the team start losing, man, fingers gonna get the pointing. People gonna complain about not getting enough shots. People gonna complain about not getting the ball at crunch time. It's just, it's just what it is. It's just, it's just what it is. And I, I, I see, I see a catastrophic collapse for Houston if they acquire a Melo. But Melo wants to go there. On a paper, the team was good, but let a let a let a losing streak happen to uh, that team and, and watch what happened, man. I just it's it's gonna be interesting, man. Now, if they acquire Melo, do you think that's enough to beat the Warriors? No, no team has enough to beat the Warriors. They're gonna win the championship. <laughs> that's just what it is. They're gonna win the championship, and I don't even think it's gonna be close. They went sixteen and one last year in the playoffs. I don't think they lose a game. If they when they go to the playoffs, I think because yeah, it could be interesting uh, getting um, Nick Young and Petrulia and, and and those guys kind of in the in the fray again. But once you get them in the fray, this team is dangerous because Nick Young can come off the bench and give you thirty. Omri Caspi has shown the potential to give you a good twenty to twenty five points on any given night. Javale McGee. Very capable defender. I think he should start. I think if, if you put a, a, a Steph, a Steph Clay, uh KD, Draymond, and JaVel McGee line up out there and let Petrulia come off the bench, they they might surpass 73 and 9. Like JaVel McGee fits this team that perfectly. He can run the floor, rebound, block shots, um, you know, he has the long arms. The, the, the lob is going to always be there for him. I see it. I see the potential in this team, man. Um, shout out to Golden State, man. They they doing some they doing some things, man. They doing some things. Now, a couple years down the line, it's going to get intriguing. Clay and Draymond, they're going to be free agents. I'm pretty sure they're not going to be able to give max contracts to four guys and have to pay guys who they feel who feel like they were contributing parts to the team and they want to get paid. So Golden State is going to get a little interesting once they move into their new arena in a couple years. But not right now. Right here, right now. What up, Kwame? Right here, right now. But uh, right here, right now, ain't nobody ain't nobody rocking with, ain't nobody rocking with Golden State like that, man. I just don't see it. I just don't see it, man. Let's get into uh, the next, my next story for the week, man. And this, this, I think this is a very intriguing question that we really need to think about. Are the Celtics the best team in the Eastern Conference right now? Now, in hindsight, let's look at what Boston did, right? Well, let's look, let's look at their team first of all. They have Isaiah Thomas. They drafted Jason Tatum. They just acquired Gordon Hayward. Um, and they acquired Aaron Bynes, uh, center for the Pistons. Right, they just acquired Marcus Morris, also. Right, so oh, Shane Larkin. Don't let me forget Shane Larkin. They, they also acquired him, too. Yeah, Shane Larkin. So, the big signing is Gordon Hayward. Big signing is Gordon Hayward. Jason Tatum has proven himself to potentially be a, 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 a ready made NBA talent right now. Um, he, he killed it in the summer league. 
he killed it in the summer league. Um, initially, I felt that maybe they should have maybe looked at the possibility of trading him and maybe getting a star, maybe like a Jimmy Butler. And actually, don't forget, um, I actually want, don't want to forget this, but uh, Boston is in consideration of acquiring Kyrie, but I don't see that happening because Boston is in such much more competition with uh was in a lot of competition with the with the Celtics, and I don't think they want to make them any better. And I, on top of that, I, I still feel like maybe a Phoenix and a Denver has a little more. Well, no, I'll take that back. If they just go on player for player, I feel like maybe Phoenix and, 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 and Denver has a little more. But Boston, they have so many draft picks. So many different draft picks that they can offer uh, Cleveland for Kyrie. But I think they, they, they could get in there. But I don't see Cleveland trading with Boston. That just wouldn't make any kind of sense to me, personally. All right, now back to the Celtics. Now... They, they, they still have Isaiah Thomas. They got Jason Tatum. Uh, Gordon Hayward was the big signing. Aaron Bynes is going to help them um, off the bench, or maybe as a starter. I don't know how. I don't know how that that starting lineup is going to run. Um, Marcus Morris brings them a toughness and a swagger to the team that they may have been missing because Al Horford to me is a little softy. I mean, they got Jay Crowder. He he gets in there, um, but. Marcus Morris is, is that guy. He, he's going to bring, a, a, I think, a toughness and a swagger to that team that they need that he brought to the Pistons when he first got there, which made, which um, had the Pistons surprise a lot of teams and not surprise them so much this year as to where they were under 500. Now, for the losses that uh, Boston has uh, um, received to get Gordon Hayward, they had to trade Avery Bradley to the Pistons. Huge loss. Huge loss. Because Avery Bradley is a he's a he's the total he's a he's a definition of a three and D player. Even much better than KCP. Okay, everybody talked about how good an elite of a three and D player KCP was. I think Avery Bradley is just a little better. Now for Detroit. You have to wonder. I mean, this yeah, this helps your luxury tax situation now. But Avery Bradley is under under is only under contract for one more year. Will you be able to resign him? Um, with the with the max deals you gave out to Reggie Jackson, which now when you compare it to the forty million and the fifty million and all that that Steph, James Harden and uh John Wall is about to make fifteen million ain't looking that ain't looking that bad. Then you have Andre Drummond. You have to you have to wonder if Andre Drummond is the player that you want for the future. Heck of a rebounder, one of the best in the in the game. But his defense isn't really what you want it to be. Uh, his offensive game is non-existent. So you have to you have to wonder if this is the guy that you really want going forward. But the Avery Bradley trade for the Pistons, I I consider that a win for the Pistons, a big win for the Pistons. Um, you lost Kelly Olynyk to Miami, a big man who could stretch the floor, space the floor. Um, you lost Amir Johnson to the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, a leader in the locker room who's going to give um, that young team down there in Philly, going to teach them the right way, um, get them to play in the right way, and, and, and that's a, potentially going to lead them to winning a lot of games. Um... When you look at it overall, with the Cavaliers potentially losing Kyrie, I think it ultimately depends on where Kyrie is traded. 
if Kyrie is traded for another point guard, like let's say Eric Bledsoe, I still think Cleveland is the best team in the East. Right now, I still believe that Cleveland is the best team in the East, even with the situation that's going on right now. Because I think once you get on the basketball court, don't matter what's, what's said or whatever, whatever, at the end of the day, everybody plays hard to win. Everybody's going to play hard for that next contract as well. So, Cleveland, I think, is, is, is still the better the better team either way. Either way, I think Cleveland is still the better team. Now, if they get garbage for Kyrie Irving, if they trade him to New York and, and they get garbage back, they don't get a point guard in return. And if you're depending on Derrick Rose to be that guy to, to lead Cleveland back to the promised land, Boston is the best team in the East. But right now, I think that this team... The Celtics, I think that you you could legitimately put them as the second best team in the East. They are a legit second team in the East. And depending on what happens with Kyrie Irving, they could be the best team in the, in the Eastern Conference. They could be the best team in the Eastern Conference. But you gotta see how that um how that happens. How, how that how that plays off. Now, after this year, after this year. One more year, LeBron, and that's it. LeBron probably is going to leave. Then you're, you're, you're going to be the best team in the East for at least the next five years. You you and Milwaukee is going to contend for the best team in the East for the next three to four, maybe five years. So, you built the team that could compete. It's just a matter of, can y'all make it happen? I, I, I see the potential, but... LeBron is just too bad of a guy that I I think that um I think that Cleveland at least for this year I think they're the they're the cream of the crop of the East depending on the Kyrie situation if they get garbage back for Kyrie man it's not I, I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know man I just don't know I just don't know I just don't know man next Nah, we talking about uh the, the the beast of the east, man. This 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 race is actually gonna be interesting. No, actually let's just let's just talk about a couple signings that um that transpired. Um I talked about Aaron Baines going to uh the Celtics, Kelly O'Lenny going to the Heat. I think that's a good signing for uh Miami. Um get a nice little stretch uh for potential five out there. Give you some buckets. Um OKC, OKC is making some moves, man. They just they they signed Patrick Patterson and they signed Derrick Collison. Patrick Patterson they signed for three years, Derrick Collison for one year. Um, even with the uh, acquisition of Paul George, I felt that OKC was the second best team in their in their division because I felt Minnesota was still going to be the team to beat in their division. I didn't like the fact that. Well, when they traded Sabonis, I felt that maybe Canner was going to step in and become that 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 starting power forward. Him and Stephen Adams, theoretically, they don't mesh together on the court together because I think in some ways they kind of play more the same. They kind of play the same game. Um, I think Ennis he has the ability to step out a little more and hit that mid range. But this signing right here, Patrick Patterson. A, a wonderful, a, a great stretch four who can step, who can stretch the floor out, 
Let Russell and uh, Paul George do do their thing, man, and who, who can knock down the open shot, who can also keep that bench strong by keeping Ennis Cantor from coming off of it, becoming a starter, and he can be that um, he can be that sixth man for OKC. So this is a big signing for them. I like this signing. I also like the signing of Derrick Collison. Derrick Collison is a very solid point guard who can give Russell minute, who could give Russell Westbrook's who can get Russell Westbrook um, time to rest, who could also handle the point while Russell Westbrook plays off of the ball. So this is this, these are two good moves for OKC. Very, very good moves for OKC. Now, does this close the gap between Minnesota and Oklahoma City? I don't know. I don't know. Minnesota, they went crazy. They went crazy this offseason. They got Jimmy Butler. They got um they got Taj Gibson and they just signed they signed Jamal Crawford. So Minnesota, Minnesota is definitely prepping for uh to to come for one of them top three spots in the uh, West, man. So I, I still think that they're gonna be the team to beat in their division. But Oklahoma City has closed the gap significantly. But I think the question with Minnesota is how's this chemistry gonna work? I mean, are these guys gonna be able to coincide with each other? And, 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 and sacrifice for the common good for wins. Um, that that remains to be seen. We just don't we don't know how that's going to play out yet. But I think there I think with Thibodeau there, Jimmy Butler who's a winner, proven winner, Tobbs Gibson who's a proven winner, Jamal Crawford who's a proven winner. I think that um, I think they'll be able to uh, to close that gap in terms of um, 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 chemistry and be able to uh, get wins. Be a contender in the Western Conference this year. Um, not so much to be Golden State, but they'll be right in the thick of things. <laughs> Let's talk about Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay just signed a two-year deal with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, interesting signing. Uh, Rudy Gay betted on himself this past year by uh, deciding that he was going to opt out of his contract, and it turned out to bite him very, very hard. Um, was it opt-in? Did he opt-in or did he opt-out? Well, he did one of the two. And they came back to bite him because he got he got injured. And the market for him wasn't really heavy. There was speculation that maybe he goes to Oklahoma City. But he goes to San Antonio. Now, this doesn't help San Antonio. I think it, it helps them in, in some ways. But not the ways that they really needed to help them. Um, when, you really, when you look at their team, their backcourt is old and unproven. You got Ginobili and Parker, who are about a couple. Who J- Parker particularly? He, he's about wheelchair accessible now. Ginobili is about six months away from being wheelchair wheelchair accessible. Uh, Danny Green, um, Deontay Murray, they don't have enough punch at the guard spots for them to be legit jit contenders. You know what I'm saying? So. I, I would have went after a guard, and then they lost Jonathan Simmons to Orlando, so that that was huge. That was a huge blow, and they resigned Paul Gasol. This team is old. <laughs> this team is old, and Rudy Gage coming off of these injuries, you don't know you don't know how he's gonna come back. I think San Antonio could fall off a little bit this year. They were the second second seed in the West um, this past year. 
I can see them maybe falling off to maybe a fourth or fourth or fifth seed because they don't have enough. And then you alienated Lamarcus Aldridge. I don't see him playing motivated, highly motivated. Um, like I said, you resigned Paul Gasol. You lost Dwayne Dedman. So this is going to be an interesting time if you're a San Antonio Spurs fan. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to make a lot of noise. And I think this could be the beginning of a um, of a surprising rebuilding effort for Greg Popovich and the Spurs. And this is going to be interesting to see how that um, how that transpires. Vince Carter, Vince Carter is going to the Sacramento Kings. How about that? Now there was actually rumors that he may go to Golden State too, but he actually went to Sacramento. Um, this is interesting. This is interesting. This is interesting if, if you're Zach Randolph, Vince Carter, or George Hill. I could I could see I could see so much maybe why George Hill um, agreed to play, you know, to sign a deal with Sacramento. He could be kind of that mentor to De'Aaron Fox, and he could also get buckets. And I think he could be. I think he's going to be the starting point guard day one. I think he's going to be able to. Um, to help the process of De'Aaron Fox and help him be able to, uh, you know, be able to uh, lead and, and 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 be of elite status. But I think it's just I think it's I think it's interesting for Vince Carter and Zach Randolph because these guys are older and you would think that they would want to go to a team where they can be um, contributing factors to maybe playing for a championship. With this team, I see them just kind of being mentors to helping the development of Sacramento to where they won't be the worst team in the West, where they could maybe be like the second or the third worst team in the West. I, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe and then, like I said, this is this is where, where what do players really play for nowadays? Do they play for the fact that they want to win championships and be a part of that um, that elite class forever, or do they want to play for the money? You know what I'm saying? So. I think that's going to be interesting. <clears throat> that's going to be interesting to see uh, with Sacramento. Um, they're good signings. Don't don't get me wrong. They're they're good signings, but Sacramento's not going anywhere anytime soon. So I don't know why these signings. I don't know why these players agreed to these signings. So uh, let's get into uh, Tim Tim Hardaway Jr. signed a four-year, seventy-one million dollar contract with the Knicks, right? And. It's funny. This is funny because um, Tim Hardaway was an initial draft pick of the Knicks. And when Phil Jackson got there, he actually traded Tim Hardaway to the Hawks because he felt he didn't develop enough, didn't play enough defense, all that good stuff, right? Tim Hardaway developed as a member of the Atlanta Hawks. Very capable guy, you know, who led them to many a wins, improved his game overall. Now that Phil Jackson is out of the equation as the Knicks uh, decision maker, they brought him back. How about that? <laughs> um, but this also tells me now this is going to be interesting because apparently Melo and Hardaway have some kind of rift when uh, Hardaway played for the Knicks. This tells me that Melo, I don't think Melo is going to be on the team. But no, I think he's going to be on the team because. What can Houston give the Knicks to make a trade happen? Like Ryan Anderson, Ryan Anderson is not gonna happen. Ryan Anderson is, it, I mean, the contracts can match up, but it's not gonna happen. Houston, outside of what they have initially, 
don't really have a lot to to, to compensate for a mellow unless you throw picks in there and, and, and if houston is planning on being this elite team for the next couple years with the impending re-signing of chris paul and the potential acquisition of a mellow they can be there for a couple years and they won't need they won't need their first round picks their second round picks they won't need none of them because well they're <laughs> they're going to be at the bottom of the draft anyway so Initially, I thought that this was gonna, this ultimately was gonna lead to Melo being out. But with Melo only wanting to play for Houston, and Houston not really having enough to give him, um, back enough. Even though I think Melo is worth, he could still be worth a little something. But unless you add like a third team in there who can, who can um, alleviate some pressure and maybe give Houston a couple more uh, additional pieces or give New York a couple additional pieces. I think Melo's gonna be there, but this is a very interesting signing. You already got Courtney Lee on the team. You got uh can't think of the guy's name. The the the, the French guy that they just picked up. Um so New York is just in a New York is just a mess right now, man. New York is just a hot doo-doo dumpster boo-boo mess. Just just it's just all bad. And then last but not least in my stories, uh, Tyreek Evans signed a two-year contract with the Grizzlies. I think this ultimately shows that Memphis is waving the white flag on their season and they're not going to be any good. Think about it. They signed Ben McLemore and Tyreek Evans, two players. Tyreek Evans more so because he was injured a lot, but Ben McLemore just, I don't know. I, I guess it was because he played with Sacramento. Sacramento really isn't a place for young players to really develop if you're not if you're just on the cuffs of being good to to great like i think with demarcus cousins he was kind of good already he just developed more to be great ben mclemore wasn't he was just in a i think he was in a bad spot Memphis, um the coaching i think the coaching would be there for him to be good um his deal isn't is in a high risk uh, deal i think it's a it's a low risk high reward deal where he could potentially come in and and, and maybe prove daughters wrong but i think it's going to be interesting to see but i i ultimately i think Memphis is just throwing in the towel they let zebo go um there's been talk of maybe marcus saw being traded tony allen hasn't re-signed the contract and you think about the 30 mil that they pay him like conley Mythis is gonna be in some some in some interesting. It's gonna be an interesting season for them, Mythis Grizzlies. Next, <laughs> so look, I um first of all, let me give my apologies to Langston Galloway because a couple episodes ago, I said that this was the worst signing that the Pistons could have ever made. But apparently, he is he, he can shoot a little bit. I ain't think he was a shooter. I actually had to. I actually had to go back and watch a little footage of him to actually confirm that he was that I was talking that I was making sure I, what I was talking about was actually right, and um, I was wrong. He can actually shoot the ball a little bit. <laughs> so my bad, Langston. Don't 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 hurt me, man. Don't hurt me. But uh, I still don't like the signing. I don't like the signing. I don't like the fact that Pistons, the Pistons have three point guards. Uh, I felt that money could have been used for uh, maybe a Ben McLemore, maybe a CJ Miles, somebody who could shoot. But the fact that they got Avery Bradley on the team, I I still don't like the move. I still don't like the move, but maybe I should have gave him a little more credit about uh, him being 
<laughs> better than what he was. Um, yeah. So, uh, any more stories? I do top five, but I think that's only four. I just gave y'all a, 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 a whole bunch of NBA news, so we gonna count that as like ten. So that's like top ten stories, and these ain't even top ten stories from the week. Oh, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Let's talk about Levar. Levar is in the news again. First of all, Jordan said that he could beat Levar Ball with one leg. <laughs> I think uh, I would agree. If you only averaging two points and two rebounds when you play in college, and you talking about something you could be probably the greatest NBA player in history, I just don't see that happening. I I I just don't see that happening. I just don't see that happening. And Shaq. Shaq just dropped a diss track to LeVar Ball, and it's actually not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Like, Shaq's baby, uh, dang, what was that one song that I thought was just straight garbage? Uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but it was just straight dumpster juice. Um, his, his little freestyle to Kobe, yeah, that freestyle was just straight doo-doo um is man but shout out to Shaq man he he put he put bars down on this uh on, on on this track he said he got that James Harden Steph Curry money and you combine both of them that's like 400 million dollars he said he got that kind of money <laughs> shout out to Shaq though and last but not least LeVar got Man, if you ain't met a bigger crybaby in sports, the VAR ball is that. He petitioned for a female referee to get taken out of the game because the female referee gave him a technical foul, gave him two technicals and ejected him out of the game. He was going to pull his team from the court like he previously did when he got a technical foul, when his team was winning by nine points. Crazy, right? But why why do we give this dude a platform? Why do you give him a platform? Because you know when the bigger the platform, the bigger the stage, the more of a fool somebody's gonna act because they wanna they just want they wanna prove they so they, they wanna show out. Anytime you give somebody a big platform, they're gonna show out and they're gonna do everything that they can to let people know that they got the big platform to show out. Why do they give this dude such a big platform to show out? You can't even defend this dude no more. Like, I defended him. Like, I think it's a good thing what he's trying to do with his big baller brand, building his own sneakers, trying to, you know, brand with different companies, trying to get all the money, trying to teach his sons the independence of being their own bosses. I get that. But the minute you start telling females to stay in their own lane and you yelling at females saying that she's not fitting up to do her job and she's not about this uh men's basketball life and calling on michael jordan saying you can beat him one-on-one you said lonzo ball can be steph curry in the game of one-on-one you publicly say that your middle son is not going to go to the nba and then you let your youngest son cherry pick his way to 54 points and 92 points in a single game <sighs> Let's get into feet pieces of the week, man. Those kicks are sneaker looking good. Here's the top five feet pieces for this week. 
All right, so five feet pieces of the week, man. Let's let's start. If you in the sneaker store, go see if you can pick you up some of them Air Up Tempo Pippins, the Nick editions. Go pick you up some of them Kobe AD Next Mamba Curios. I think I'm Mamba Cereal, Mamba Curios. Go pick you up some of them. Go pick up them Air Jordan 5s, man, with the cement colors. Dope. The Air Max 97s in all colorways is also available. And the Air Up Tempo 2s. Go pick you up some of them. I'm not getting into details of all of them. If you want to know how the shoes look, go look them up for yourself. <laughs> but it was episode, episode number 18, man. We did the dang thing. We in the building. Y'all already know how it go. Um, I am Tyrone Smith. And I got my big old thing of water right here. <sighs> yes. I'm your host, Tyrone Smith, man. Episode number 18, Got Him Coach. And I'm up out of here. Peace. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at GEC325. Check out the website at GEC325.com. Buy a shirt at 325gecshop.store and become a patron for exclusive perks at patron.com slash GEC325. Tune in next week for another episode of Got Em Coach! Got em.